everyone. Welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 69, how to choose a planner that works for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to dig into a topic that I haven't covered a lot in the past, which is all about planning. So if you remember from a few weeks back, planning is one of the four pillars of the planned, prepped, and productive brand, um, which aims to help you find more peaceful evenings through prep and planning, um, and also helps you to simplify your meal plans and mealtimes. So why is planning such a big part of this? Obviously, meal planning is a big part, but um, one thing that I find really, really important with the method that I teach is that life planning actually should come before meal planning, right? And that's because we want meal plans that fit into the life that we live and the life that we have. So in order to master your planning, we need a planner. Or I guess it's not necessarily a need, but I highly recommend all moms find some sort of system of planning that works for them, which usually involves some kind of a planner. So honestly, I have always been hooked to my planner. I was hooked to it in high school and in college, but after I graduated, I did let planners go for a while. It just didn't seem like my lifestyle required that level of planning anymore. But Fast forward three kids, a small business, and other side hustles, and I am proudly back in the planner game. And I honestly think that everyone should be in the planner game, regardless of how much you have on your plate, Uh, just because a planner really helps to bridge the gap between what you want to get done and what you actually get done when left to your own devices. Because I don't know about you, but natural me is pretty lazy. In fact, natural me really didn't want to record this podcast today, but it was in the planner and that helped to push me to get it done, right? All right, so let's talk about different types of planners. So I am a paper planner for life. Um, Right now, I feel like in society, we're kind of in a little bit of a transition phase um, when it comes to, you know, traditional methods, things like using paper um, and, you know, the more techie solutions that we have. Um, We've had all of these tools and products come out in the past, you know, 10 years um, that are supposed to make us more productive. They're awesome. They're shiny. And they seem like they're going to solve all of our problems. But what's the biggest problem with these tools? They're on our phones. And our phones are like the sneakiest, biggest productivity suckers known to man. So using a tool that lessens our productivity to improve our productivity probably isn't going to be as effective as you think it is, which is why I'm old school and I will cling to my paper planner until I die. Um, I do use some electronic tools, which I'm actually going to talk about next week on the podcast. 
This episode was a little bit long, so I decided to split it into two, but generally I find that a paper planner covers most of my needs. Um, And in fact, what I do and what I settled on is I create a custom designed planner designed by me to fit my needs exactly. So if you'd be interested in an episode of the podcast or it's complex enough, it's not too hard, but long enough that it may have to be like a mini course on creating your own planner, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram at planned, prepped, and productive or send me an email Amanda at callmebetty.com if you think that that would be something that you'd be interested in, and I'd be happy to share how I did that. But that is not what this episode is about. For now, we are simply going to discuss what you should consider when you're trying to find the perfect paper planner for you. So we're going to dig into six different questions to ask yourself as you look for the perfect planner. So question number one is, what are your goals? This was one thing that I didn't really consider when I first started planning using a planner. I'd pick out the one at the store with the cutest cover, and then I'd be good to go. But recently, I have really discovered the power of putting every single goal or every single aspiration that I have into my planner. So honestly, my planner is a little bit more of a goal journal and a planner mixed, And let me just tell you that this combination has been a game changer. So I honestly got the idea of putting everything that I'm working on in my personal life and my professional life together um, in one place when bullet journals started getting really popular a few years back. So if you don't know what bullet journaling is, it's essentially this idea where you're creating your own journal planner combo um, by making your own pages in a notebook. And it's really popular for people who enjoy art. You use cute, fun markers. Anyway, I tried it for a while, but I am not crafty. And while many of the bullet journal lovers out there found joy and peace in designing and drawing out their pages, to me, it seemed super repetitive and like it was a waste of time. So that didn't work out. But what I did take from my short-lived bullet journal journey was that I did love the customization aspects of creating it all myself. And that did work for me. So instead of bullet journaling, I just created my own journal electronically because I'm not artsy, remember, and got that printed for me to use. Anyway, the point here um, it's not that you need to create your own planner, although it could work well for you. And like I said, I'm happy to help teach that if that's something people are interested in. But you need to ask yourself, what do you need this planner to do? Um, do you just want a place to write down appointments? Do you want accountability for your habits and habit tracking? Do you want to use it as self-care? Do you want to include gratitude or journal prompts? Do you want it to assist you in your worship if you're religious? Or do you just need a simple calendar? Um, And there's really no right or wrong answer here. Everybody's needs are going to be a little bit different. But start out before you even start perusing planners with thinking about what you want your planner to do. What is the goal? And one thing I want to point out here, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but you want to pick a planner that works around the life you have. So if starting to plan using a planner feels really restrictive, if it feels like it's taking you way more time than you have, it's then it's probably just not the right fit for you. 
You may need something a little bit different to meet your needs. Maybe you are taking too much time. The point is, is that this tool is supposed to help you. So don't spend a lot of time um, trying to make your life fit around it if it's not working. If it's not working, think about how it could maybe be adjusted to meet your needs and go from there. This is another reason that I really, really like using custom planners because I tweak my planner every single time I reprint it. So there will be certain aspects of it that work really well and other sections that I realize, oh, that was too time consuming or I didn't really use that or journaling those thoughts wasn't as helpful as I thought it was going to be. And so I leave them out for the next iteration. So it's supposed to be a work in progress. um, And don't feel too stressed about making it all work perfectly, right? Okay, but the point here is, is that step number one is to determine what your goals are and use that to determine the right planner for you. Um, And for each of these questions, I'm going to go ahead and drop a link to a different planner that I think would be useful to you or something to look at in the show notes. So be sure that you go through and check through all of those planners when you're done listening to the episode and you might find one that fits your needs really, really well. Um, And the one that I want to talk about here is the Bloom Daily Planner. Um, This one covers a lot of different goals. So if you want your journal to be more of a goal setting um, help and a planner, then check out that planner. All right, so question number two is what size of planner best fits your needs? And this question might seem a little bit silly, but um, I remember when I was in college, I always had those cute little tiny pocket six by eight planners. They're really convenient to carry around, but I always had the hardest time fitting everything I needed into this tiny planner. So then I remember one day sitting next to a friend in class and she pulled out this full-fledged eight by 10 planner and I was like, whoa, I had no idea that those even existed. And I think I went and bought myself one like the next day. It made a huge difference. And I am still using a large eight by 10 paper planners this day. Um, But just because large and in charge works for me doesn't mean it will be best for you. Maybe you like the subtlety of a small planner or you like the ability to keep it in your purse and have it with you all the time. I'm still at the phase of life where my diaper bag is my purse. So fitting in a large planner isn't really a problem, but I am hoping that phase will end eventually. Um, Anyway, just consider which size you think will work best for your needs and um, choose one that's appropriate. So I'm going to go ahead and link two different planners here. Um, One is a larger, simple spiral bound eight by 10, and the other is a smaller uh, pocket size planner. So you can check both of those out and see which size you prefer. All right, question number three is how do you like to organize your day? Um, This is one of those interesting questions that I think totally changes depending on what stage of life you're in. So now that I have kids, I feel like my whole day is segmented around my kids' meals, snacks, nap time. So I like to schedule my day using the natural breaks um, that I have using a time blocking method. Time blocking has become very popular for moms, um, and I've used it with my kids as well. If you want to learn more about time blocking with kids, check out my past episode about flexible block scheduling with kids. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Although I do like block scheduling, and that's the way I prefer my planners to be set up, I also like some specific areas as well. So in my planner, I do have the day split up into my blocks of what naturally happens in my home. But I've also added a section for 
my meal plan at the bottom because that's something that I like a specific section for and something that I like in my planner where a lot of people have a special calendar for meal planning. And I think that's great too, especially if you want your family to be involved or to know what you're eating. But for me, it's a lot more helpful to have it in my planner so that when I wake up in the morning, I can see what I'm having for dinner and I can know what steps I'm going to need to take to make that actually happen. I also have a little section in there for meal prep tasks that need to be done that day. So if I need to thaw chicken in the morning or if I need to cook my rice or cook my pasta so that I'm saving a little bit of time at dinner time, that's all written down in there. Um, I also have a special section for appointments and I could just put my appointments into the blocks, but I find that they tend to get forgotten that way um, because it's all split up. So I like to just have all of my appointments in one little section. So anyway, as you see here, what I prefer in my planner is a little bit more of a mixture Um, I like the block scheduling, but I also like some specific areas for other things that I do in my life. What do you like? Um, Do you like to plan hour by hour? Would you prefer just a big open space on a day to fill in however you want to? Do you want a spot for everything you might need or things you don't want to forget? Um, These are my people who like me who want an appointment section. They want a tasks to get done section. They want a you know, water drinking tracker, you know, all the things. These are all things to consider as you choose what kind of planner you want to get. Um, If you do like time blocking like me, there is actually a specific time blocking planner. So I'll go ahead and link to that and you can check it out. Okay, the next question to ask is, are you artsy or are you a little bit more minimalist? So I kind of started talking about this with the bullet journal, but if you need a little extra motivation for planning, if the idea of using a planner isn't your favorite and you like color or you like art or you like stickers, then you might want to get a fun and creative planner. And there's a lot of them out there right now. Or you can even get a more minimalist or simple planner and jazz it up with stickers or color coded markers. These are also really popular today. Um, If you simply want to get things done and you don't want extra time or fluff, then a more minimalist approach will probably be right for you. So if you're more artsy, I've linked some stickers and markers that you can try out. If you're more minimalist, I've also linked a basic minimalist planner. All right. Question number five is what different views do you need? So this was a big thing for me to discover. Uh, Most planners have monthly and weekly views, but did you know that some planners have daily views? It turns out that I like my planners to have all three views as I use all of the views for different things. So I like the monthly view for adding big things and events um, and having a general overview of my month. I use weekly views for more specific scheduling And daily views is where I do most of my journaling, goal analysis, and self-care gratitude type things. So adding in daily views really made a huge difference for me. One problem with daily views is that they make the planner much longer, right? Because you have to have a page for each day. This means that you'll have to buy planners more often um, because you can't fit a year in very well when you have daily pages. It would be a really long planner. So my planner right now is set up for 90 days. So I have to purchase them four times a year instead of just one. It's worth it to me because of the benefits that I've seen from using a daily planner. Um, 
And it's worth it to me to have everything I need in one spot rather than, you know, having a notebook or another journal. But it's definitely an added expense to consider. If weekly and monthly views are fine for you, then stick with that and it will be easier on your pocketbook. Um, I couldn't find a planner that had all three views, but I did link one that had weekly and daily spreads. So if you think that would be enough for you and want to check out what a daily planner looks like, I'll go ahead and link to that in the show notes. All right. So the last question is, do you want or need extra things or just a little bit of space to plan? So I find that many of the extras and planners never get used. Like, are they still putting birthday calendars or spots for phone numbers in there? Because I think we can all agree that we just use our phones for that, right? Um, I do find some extras helpful, though. I always add a notes page to every week, and I add a to-do list page to every week. The notes page is great for just dumping out whatever thoughts are in my brain, and the to-do list helps me keep my general to-do separate from the daily sections and helps me keep the entire planner more organized. So... Other extras you might consider are habit trackers, finance trackers, gratitude lists, journal prompts, you name it. There's a lot of different things you could choose to put in your planner. Um, And this definitely goes back to what we talked about in the beginning about knowing what your goals with your planner are. Consider what your goals are and see if you can find a planner that can act as a tool to propel you forward toward those goals gone ahead and linked a planner that has some habit tracking set in with it because that might be one that helps you propel forward with your goals. All right. So I hope that these questions have helped give you the confidence to go pick out your first planner if you haven't planned in a while, or maybe helped you realize that maybe the system that you're using isn't working as well as you would like it to. And that with some more consideration of what your goals are, you could find something that fits a little bit better. Ultimately, you want to find a planner that fits into your life and is an easy extension of what you are already doing and something that makes your life easier. I've tried so many systems of planning for myself and for my kids, and ultimately not all of them have panned out, and that's okay. Sometimes you need a little trial and error to find what works, but don't waste time trying to make something work that just doesn't reconsider your goals and try something else. All right. I hope you've liked this episode on paper planners. Like I said, next week, we're continuing with the planner theme, but we're going to be talking about all of my favorite electronic planning tools that I use in conjunction uh, with my paper planner for my most productive mom life. Thanks for tuning in, my friends, and I will catch you next week. Happy planning. Happy planning.